Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. Happy holidays to everyone, and we hope you enjoy this bonus episode we're bringing you this week. Pat and I chatted with legendary hip-hop rapper, Fabulous, about the Giants, the Nets, along with the music industry. Talk about the longevity in his rap career, fashion, and much, much more. Make sure you stay tuned and enjoy this bonus episode. Welcome back to All Things Covered. Brian McFadden, Patrick Peterson, like we promised you guys, you know, right after the intro, we got a special guest. This is a bonus episode right before Christmas, so we're going to deliver the gifts right before Christmas. So make sure you guys pay attention to what's about to happen. This is legendary right here. Number one, you know what I mean? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Pat P, he a big fan as well. We've been rocking with this dude for a long, long time. One of the more consistent rappers in the game, a legendary hip-hop artist, trendsetter, sports fan. You can follow him on social media, My Fabulous Life, on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, one of the biggest rappers of our generation, you know what I mean? Globally, doing big things, man. Fab, appreciate you joining us here on All Things Covered. Man, we see you right now riding real decent, but, man, how's everything going with you? Everything good, man. Thank y'all for having me. Like you said, man, you you, you gave me the... The best, the best. Like you got to come speak for me everywhere I go, man. I need you. I need that introduction that you did right there, man. Like I, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I know you come from the field, but like you know, behind that mic, you might, you, you really got a career, career ahead of you with that, man. Like, but thank you, man. It's it's, it's good hey, to be here. Hey, man. And, what, um, whatever. You know, hey, whatever you need, I'm there. All right, all right. Well, you're fab, yeah. man. We're gonna jump right into it, man. We know your your schedule is very hectic. But we know uh OBJ was our guest last week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. We heard that you was not very fond when you heard that he was getting drafted away from one of your New York favorite Giants. Yeah, I I I I didn't like the trade. You know, OBJ is not only the homie, but I also think he's 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 an exciting player. He's a key piece to a team because not just the excitement, just but his talent level helps rise he helps to come come be a part of team because of, you know what he does but I think he raises I think he raises the energy of a team as well you know what I'm saying and I think for what he does I think the Giants was the kind of organization franchise that needed that they needed a uplift they needed a star player they needed somebody that was going to take that weight on his shoulders and you need a star player to take that weight you know what I mean they, they take right. the good and the bad you know what I'm saying right. so I just I just wasn't I just felt like, you know, they had that player. They haven't had that player for a while. And when they finally got one of, of Odell's magnitude, you know, I, I just felt like they, they let it go, man. And I was excited about seeing him and, and, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, together on the field. Yeah. Um, I was excited about even, even a new, new quarterback prospect, but having somebody like Odell to throw the ball at. I don't know, man. You know, I know it's a business. I, 
know it's you know you can't get your feelings involved in in you know players and contracts and stuff like that. But you know sometimes I just felt like they didn't give it a shot to to see right. if to see where it gone. I think one year at least they could have seen where where it could have went. But right. you know I mean like like I said it's a business and and they let them go. But that, that wouldn't have been my move if I was GM. You know what I'm saying? Right. No doubt, no doubt. Well, Fab, let's transition to the hardwood. You know, what type of dilemma were you put in as a basketball fan? Growing up, you know, you were a Knicks fan, and then the Nets moved to Brooklyn. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So talk about that dilemma and who you currently root for. Well, here's how it is. I'm a hometown guy, right? So yeah. Brooklyn never had a team. Now, my uncle, longtime Knicks fan, you know, kind of brought me up under his wing and watched Nick games with him and, you know, but then, then this guy named Michael Jordan came along, and um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Unc, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm feeling this guy, man. And I kind of turned into a Bulls fan just off of Mike. I, I, I had never even probably seen a Chicago Bulls game until Mike came over there. Like, you know, his impact on basketball kind of shifted me over. But I still always was a hometown fan because of where I'm from. So if the Knicks is playing somebody else besides the Bulls, I'm going to go for the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Now we going back to what you said, the Nets come to Brooklyn, and I'm just like, oh, that's really home team. That's really home base. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Brooklyn. So I just had to I had to rock with and I, I And I love what the organization was doing as far as, like, tapping in with Brooklyn, like tapping in with people who were from there, tapping in with, on um, the community, they gave a lot of a lot of you know feedback and 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 even financial benefits to you know the businesses that were around the stadium. Um, they they hired a lot of Brooklyn people there. I would see like friends and family, people I knew throughout the neighborhood, you know, throughout Brooklyn who were working now in in the Barclays. So I just like as an organization what they came in and did, you know. Yeah. No so doubt. you think you think the personality of KD and uh, Kyrie? can get the and possibly James Harden is what we hear can work. I think so, man. It's going to be interesting too, because I, they got Steve Nash over there coaching, you know, Steve Nash is a point guard come from a point guard background. I think he could be some help to gel in a coach relationship with Kyrie. Uh, I think we've seen Kyrie in, in, in a couple of different situations where I don't think he was really in tune with the coaching, you know what I'm saying? And I think maybe Steve Nash is going to be, part of his job to gel that that's that situation over there you know what i'm saying i think kd is gonna come in there and do what he does what i'll say i think he's gonna come in there and, and be kd you know what i'm saying like right. he he's 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 one of the players that you can't you, you can't even put a finger on kd because he's so he's so well-rounded in what he could do you know what i'm saying and bring to a team so i just think he's gonna be him and 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 the Brooklyn Nets is going to benefit for that, but I'm I'm interested to see that Kyrie and Steve Nash relationship. So, Fab, tell me this though: you know, most player coaches don't have like a good outing whenever most players that that transition into coaching. That's good player. That was great players in the league that transition into coaching. Coaching don't normally have a good outing. So, how do how do you think this Steve Nash hire could be different? I don't know. I heard about that, man. That's that's kind of weird for me because I, I, I thought it would be the opposite way. I thought, you know, a coach coming in who used to be a player would, you know, could see things from a player's, you know, point of view. Yeah. Could understand how players feel on and off the court. 
you know, it was, it was a similar situation like in music when Jay-Z became president at Def Jam. It was back and forth because people was like, you know, I don't know about the president being an artist or, you know what I'm saying? Where, you know, kind of I looked at it as a situation where I was signed to Def Jam and I was like, well, you know, we got somebody who come from the same walk of life as we came from. So I was I was actually, you know, kind of excited to see where it was going to go. I couldn't say if it was going to be good or bad, but I wanted to see once you put an artist in that situation, what it would do. So I, that's why I said I'm excited about the Nash and Kyrie situation because, you know, they both was very good point guards, very much team leaders. And I wanted to see how that coach to player relationship is going to go. Like, like you said, sometimes it, it doesn't work out, but I don't want to go by the past. I'm going to treat every experience, every, every situation with the two people that's in it versus, you know, somebody else's situation. But no doubt. Let's talk about your career, Fab. Let's talk about the music, yes. right? Now, regardless if it's sports or music, you know, every successful individual, they have that breakout moment where they knew things would never be the same. Mm-hmm. For you musically, what was that breakout moment? Because I remember when you jumped into the game, you weren't, you weren't known as fabulous. You were known as sport fab, yeah, right? I was fabulous sport. Because of the polo. My nickname yeah, in fabulous my neighborhood sport. was because, sport. You know what I'm saying? And Because um, you rocked the polo gear, yeah, right? Yeah, from, from polo sport and – um. Yeah, fabulous came about because kind of like an accident. I was say I said I was the fabulous vocabulist in my rap or something. And I think Clue thought I was saying my name was fabulous, but it ended up sticking. And long story short, like it became a name that you know nobody else had or dared to use, or you know it just was different. And I think some t- in that space where I didn't really have like a complete rap name and just was rapping with my neighborhood nickname which I didn't think had a great ring for uh, for for hip-hop or for a hip-hop name, it kind of just fell in my lap and I just ran with it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's, it's just worked for me to, to, to this day. Oh, man, that's dope. Hey, so at what point, because obviously Fabulous, it, it, like you said, it stick with you. And me, me and Matt, we was talking about this earlier in our episode, we was talking about fashion. And, you know, I'm a guy I like fashion. I, you know, I like other, other, uh, I, you know, I observe off, uh, off, uh, off IG or whatever, but I recognize you got a very, very, very high, uh, fashion tolerance. Well, he got a lot of heat. He no got a lot of heat, lot. Pat. He got some, bangers, <laughs> he got some heat. So what, what really got, and I, I know you from New York, obviously one of the, new, uh, the fashion capitals, capitals, but what really got you into fashion? Like what really caught your eye? about it i want to say it started from shoes to be honest i feel like it started from sneakers and then i and then it worked my way up throughout the 90s there was so much style in hip-hop and i fell in love with the the culture of hip-hop and if you look if you look back or think back you know it was so much diversity in the in the fashion of hip-hop at that time we of course it was very baggy but it was you know (laughs) Even down to the black designers, from the Carl Canaz to the cross colors to all of those things, that it, it was just so much diversity and so much, you know, some something new or something fresh or some a, a good look or a good vibe that you never really seen before. It wasn't about doing what somebody else was doing, and I think that that originality is what kind of like tapped into me about fashion, about you know having your own style and your style or your look speaking for you before you even open your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And I think no that's where it connected with me at. And, um, you know, I, I, it, it, you know, we come from, we come from humble beginnings too. So 
you know, when you have on a good outfit or you have on a good pair of shoes too, you know, it, it, it raised your level of confidence or it made yeah. you feel good about where you're going. You know, even when you was going to school, you know, if you had that, that, the new, the new Jordans on, like you felt a different way going to school, yeah. you know you what I'm saying? You feel way to get there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a good day that day. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I was ready to approach any girl that I saw in the hallway when, when my, yeah, my girl yeah, was yeah, y'all gotta see me. I'm, I'm hanging out in the hallway a little bit later. I'm chilling. I'm right. so I put us up in the chair, you know, a different whole swag when you, when you, when you, when you got your, when you got your thing on. That's why I was, I, I think that's what tapped into me, man. And I, and, I never really did it for, you know, everybody's, you know, opinion or accolade or, or compliments. It was just more like how it made me feel. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I, it, it, it raised my my feelings and my my emotions to to the level that I felt like, you know, I was I was I was the man. I was the guy. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where I that's that's where I took it from. You know what I'm saying? And it, ran, it ended up running parallel for me, too, with what I was what I was doing as an artist when I became an artist. That's another thing too. When when they hear your music, you know, they they might hear at that time too. It wasn't as as visual as you know social media and stuff. So when they might hear your music and then see you yet. So now you've been listening to somebody and you like you almost imagining them, but you want to see what this person right. looked like, what they styles like, what they you know how they rock their clothes, how they you know what's their haircut, what's the, all of those things come about with your style. You know what I'm saying? And I and I. Right. I recognized that early, you know what I'm saying? And and it ran parallel with my, you know, my career. Well, I'm going to tell you this much, Fab. Keep doing what you're doing because real recognize real. And me and Pat P, we, we believe in the fashion as well. But, man, mm-hmm. you, you you the top guy right now. Hey, I got to yeah. get If I had a ball cap on, I'd tip it to you in tribute. Yeah. I don't got one on, but you the top guy right now. So keep hey, doing no, what you're doing, man. man. No, hey, no, keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, hey, no is doubt. there any collabos, though? Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... I, what I've been tapping into, you know, especially this year, 2020, is I've been trying to tap in. And, I, you know, not not to not to down no high-end designers and all that, but I've been really trying to tap into a lot of the uh, black, young black designers, young black lines. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, they always send me stuff. I always represent it. I always try to use my platform to show, you know, I get a lot of stuff from everywhere, but, you know, I, I, I spe- spe- especially enjoy when when the young black designers tap in, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I felt like for a long time too, we yeah. were like kept out of that, kept out of that lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, it's it's and and I don't even like to project that, you know, just the high end brands is the only cool or it's the only way to be fly. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a lot of talent out here, man. It's a lot of guys who are coming up with really, really dope stuff. And, you know, I, I, I like I like to tap in with that. So most of my collab work or anything that i'm working with in the past you know six months to a year it's been much pretty much in that direction you know what i'm saying i still work with a lot of guys of course and a lot of other brands that are you know big time brands but you know they already big time to me you know what i'm saying and i think you know some it's guys who need a hand or they or even like you said came up on my music yeah no doubt no doubt that's why you're successful because you show a lot of love you know, to a lot of people that are trying to get to the same level you currently at. There's no hating involved, you know what I mean? So, hey, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. When the ball drop, you already know what time it is. But when you look at the pandemic and the current situation that we all involved in, how has the pandemic affected the music industry? Mm. I mean, it's affected it greatly. I think even overall, this this music that we rocked to, you know, this year, but I think 
you know, if clubs was open or people was more social and active, it's, this, this certain songs that would have been way bigger than they uh, are at this point. You know what I mean? There's a lot of artists who might have been way bigger as well, you know, if they could get out and do shows, if they could, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's really strunk the industry a little bit, but at the same time, everything has its gift and its curse. And I yeah. think, you know, people had to use that time to perfect their craft, to uh, build their social media, build different ways for people to get into their music. You know what I mean? If you can't do shows, you have to do it, find another way, another... It's, it's taught people how to be hustlers, too, within the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, people was uh, sitting back and just letting whatever the bag come to them. Now you got to get out yeah. there and get the bag, too. So... You know, like I said, it's a gift and a curse in it. But I think, you know, for the most part, um, a lot of people learned a lot more about themselves and about really how to to navigate through music by not being so having so much to do and having to run around or travel. And, you know, what I mean, all of those things. So uh, it's definitely affected the music industry greatly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say going through this pandemic, one of my favorite things to watch is definitely the versus battle. Yes, sir. Mm. Talking about the versus battle, how do you think you and Jada Kiss uh, battle turned out? <laughs> I think it was dope, man. I, yeah, I, I Kiss was, was my brother. Well, I think people underestimate too is how much of a legend that Kiss is in that regard. And like, I'm I'm a fan of Kiss. Like, I people I know people put us like in the same you know um, same class. You know, I I came up listening to Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. Kiss is like my brother. So it was never like, it's not the same situation maybe with like, you know, Jeezy and Gucci or, you know, anybody else, you know, Kiss is somebody that I have a high level of respect for. We've uh, worked together. We've traveled together. You know, we've done even things that on and off camera together, you know, we have a great relationship. So it was always about us just celebrating each other, having a good time. So I was, you know, pleased with the outcome and what you know i know the barbershop talking i know everybody placed their bets and, oh, and yeah. you know figure who they voted for and you know I me mean? i know i know how that goes and that's that's yeah. a part of it you know what i mean that's right. a part of the part of the uh, whole engine of of versus but uh for us you know it was about us just having a great time no questions um, a celebration yeah showcasing the catalog you know i mean it was it was it was great man i i like I said, I love being on the same stage with Kiss. This is somebody that before I was even in the game, I was sitting on a block listening to Kiss. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so right. it's a it's an honor all the way around. Well, hopefully, Fab, you and Kiss can get together again because that last Fre- Freddie versus uh, Freddie and Jason album was on oh, point. Man. Man, oh y'all yeah. boy, nah, y'all we, boys are coming. We gotta lock in for that again too. Yes, yes. Yeah, make sure you make sure, man. Y'all keep uh, providing the streets. Hey, and one of my favorite content. though is that so that so uh so the first one, so the first one, I like number that. one. I like, you like three? I like three. I like with the, one, with, Pat. With the with the Martin um, outro. Oh, oh yeah, the Martin, the yeah, 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 Jada, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that I, I had to put that on there, man. I had to, I had to put, I, I, and, I, and I wanted to take it back to that feeling of you know. You know, sometimes skits used to like bring the whole feeling right. together to, to yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I think on that joint, I used the Gina joint and I used the uh, use the joint from, from Baby Boy. I think too. Baby Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like this, those scenes. I think the song was called Situationships, yeah. and those those two people, th- those two relationships is like <laughs> strong relationships in our black culture, and I, you know what I mean? So right. I know what's happening, and people will understand and get it. You know what I'm saying, and I think you know. I think sometimes a skit is a lost art in the uh, in the albums because you know every classic album you could think of 
had like you know a yeah. skit where you you know what I'm saying where it just brought everything together. You know what I'm saying, right, man? Yep. And that so take one got me, man. That Mo Brooklyn, Mo Harlem got me. Whenever I listen to that, bro, I'm from the South, but it makes me yeah. feel like I should be from New York. Anytime yeah, yeah, I hear that Mo nah, Brooklyn, Mo Harlem, that, that vibe, the vibe oh. of the music and everything, it just feel. Like you know, like you ride through the city, like you know what I'm saying. No it question. You there. Like you know what I mean. I need, Music I need my like... triple fat goose on. I need some Tims. Yeah. I need me a beanie. You feel me? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. real quick before we get to superlatives of the show, uh, last question for you. We talked about the okay. versus battle. They all have been spectacular. I've enjoyed every one. Ooh. I mean, so shout out to Swiss and Timlin for breaking that up. But what would be your dream battle to watch as a fan when it comes to versus? Oh, probably. Dre versus Puff. Ooh. Just because of those two catalogs. Or even though I don't I don't even know if this is the right battle. Uh, two, two of my favorites in the game would be, I think, Hole versus Drake. Man, I said that, man. I said and I just, catalogs and I, put that, and I put that based on the the volume of music that both of them is, yeah. you know what I mean? They're two exactly. different complete artists, of course, two different they, eras. Right. But when you're talking about guys that's, that, that got them joints that speak to you, that connect Forever. to the yeah. masses, you know, those yeah. are two guys that got it. You know what I'm saying? That's heavy. No question. No, no question. So we're going to transition. But I don't to think you, I don't think you could do either one of those two matchups. I don't think you could do 20 joints. You get, no, you, you gotta, no, get them, you gotta get them 50. folks. About 30. Yeah, they got, yeah. 50 bag. <laughs> and, hey, I'll be, I'll be there for everyone too. I'm not even leaving my no seat. Doubt about it. I got to yeah. make sure I don't drink any water before they start. Cause I can't afford to have any bathroom breaks. Yeah. <laughs> too many. It's, it's hey. too many records, man. They can't go twenty. Like I, I would feel, I would be mad if it, it were twenty twenty. I'd be like, nah, y'all left because there's so many records that's gonna get left off. You gonna be like, right. nah, man, they got to yeah. do another round or something. No right. doubt, no right. doubt. So we are gonna hit you with these superlatives, uh, Fab. Clearly, right. you know, you, you can handle pressure. So we want your honest, legit answer, right? Okay. First question for you: You from Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. Brooklyn probably has the most iconic rappers ever. Mm-hmm. Your Mount Rushmore of Brooklyn rappers: Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. Smooth Operator, Torius B.I.G. Yep, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. That's the. That's fact. That's, in fact, that's what I. Okay, I don't have an issue with that. Who will be on? The, who will be the first one on the outside looking in? You still got some other names that you can throw out there. You got female. You got Foxy. You got Lil Kim. I would, I would have to put Kim. Kim is. Kim is, arguably. One of the most impactful female rappers to ever hit the game. Yeah. Just because of how the way she changed the game as far as fashion and, you know, being the crew, the crew girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there was, there's not a lot of before her and after her, there's not a lot of people to, you know, there's comparisons, but Lil Kim, I think definitely, like, even if I took any person off of that. Mount Rushmore, I would have to put Kim there because of of mm. of her impact, her what she brought to the game. Dang, I, I'm nice. not mad at you. I like that. The best, the best, uh, your best song that's suited for a sports stadium. Oh man, for a sports stadium or arena, I can. I want to answer this one for Fab, but I want to hear what he's gonna say, Pat, because I I know what <laughs> the best song would be if I had I'm, to pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Breathe. I'm gonna oh, go breathe. I knew he was gonna hit that. Breathe. That's what I was gonna I'm say. Gonna go breathe. I think the energy is something about it. The beat, 
it's, 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 you know, I've heard a few of my songs in, in different uh, sports arenas, but I always feel like Breathe is something about it that uh, connects to it. It's, it's not a sports, you know, it's not, it doesn't reference sports in any way, but it just has that energy. You know what I'm saying? It's a hey, feeling. Fab, you know what I thought you was going to say? Which one was you going to say? B-O-M-B-S. Back on my bull. Oh, yeah. Bombs is, yes, bombs bombs. is, bombs is like, that's, that's, you know, like, again, I had to do that record because I was a Bulls fan in that time. You know what I mean? I remember that that intro being, like, like almost like a hip-hop song to me. Man. Like, it was something that I looked forward to hearing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was crazy. Man, listen, man. You came with that heat with that one. All right? So I got one for you. When you look at your career, you know what I mean? The lyrics that you have spit, you know, they're, they're everlasting in my opinion. But you've found a way to incorporate sports into your lyrics as well. So I want to hear what's your best sports lyric, but I want to read some of your lyrics off to you. All right? Okay. So the first one, they tried to put two nines on me just like Gretzky, but my lawyer saw through it just like wet tees. Mm. Right? I got another one for you. If she for everybody, don't you let her claim up on you. Now, listen, you gave up on me. I came up on you, took my talent somewhere else. LeBron James up on you. I was Kyrie mm. with the rock, the crack gang number two. Mm. Uh, that's special. Hey, Pat, that boy got something, don't he? Yeah, you got something. It made me feel like I was a rapper <laughs> just then. <laughs> that boy got something. So, what's your, your best sports lyric? Man, it's so many, bro. Like, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a natural sports fan. If I, if I wasn't somewhere, you know, a lot of times if it's, if it's, you know, Sunday brunch, I, I gotta have a TV there so I can watch, so I can watch football on Sunday or, you know, yep. any, anything that I'm doing, I'm always incorporating hip hop and sports in it. So when I say, when you say which exact line, give us some. I, mean, like, I, I know you got I'm, some. I'm going to start from having two nines on me, like sat from the bucks to, uh, uh, I did a whole Kobe. Uh, I would have to say the whole Kobe, uh, the, the, the black whole mama Kobe freestyle. joint I did, man. Yeah, the, 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 the mama joint, that, that, the mama freestyle, all the references in there, all of the, you know, Kobe was after Jordan that he became my favorite player. And, and like when he retired, I just had to like pay homage because, you know, his, his, his strength on and off the court is, is, what gave help give me confidence in what I do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and no doubt, you know, it's I, I've, like I said, I, I've made so many sports references, but you know, the, the Kobe, the Kobe freestyle was something that I just felt like I had to do because of his, my, his, his, my connection to his, his, his career, you know what I'm saying? No doubt, no doubt, man. It's fab, man. We definitely appreciate you for your time. But for, before we let you go, you know, is there anything you want to pub? I know you got the merchandise. You know, I know you're doing a lot. You got the record label. But is there anything you want to pub when it comes to the merchandise? Where can we get it? Where can we come out and support you? You do a great job in supporting others. But we want to make sure that our fans you know, our viewers and listeners do the same thing, especially being able to support you. So, you know, fill us in on what you got. Man, of course, the merch is live um blood the company's called blood sticker you can always yep. check it online at bloodsticker.com or on instagram at at blood sticker uh we got new 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 artists coming this year one to definitely look out for is my boy josh k out of chicago he just dropped a project called lovers lane act two and um i'm working on some new stuff too man i just just had a a, a good conference call with def jam so i'm gonna be out there in a minute too so i just Use 2020 to really gear up for 2021, man, and 
it's going to be a big year coming. So 2021, you dropping a new project? That's what you're telling us here? I'm you dropping a few projects. Not a new, a few. change the N to oh, an F. A few projects. few projects. There we oh, I can't yeah. wait. Hey, we can't wait. We're going to be patiently, me and Pat P, we're going to be patiently waiting. One thing I can say, though, Fab, man, you your music is bumping in a lot of locker rooms, bro. Not just oh, yeah, football-wise, but NBA everywhere. People show you support, especially people down in South Florida. Because like I said, man, we from the South, so we rock and roll with nah, you. Nah, I appreciate you, you, man. And, and the, the South been supporting me just as much as New York. Every time I go down, I feel the love. I feel you know, the South, the Southern hospitality when I'm there, yes, I always sir. get a lot of love everywhere I go, man. And I appreciate y'all too for having me on All Things Covered and, and just checking in, you know what I'm saying? Like yes, you guys, y- y'all, y'all have done y'all thing. I seen, you know, I checked in on the podcast when they told me about it. I said, yo, these guys is, you know, they, they, they do their work, man. They, they, they about their work. So I, I'm happy to be here and fucking with y'all, man. Man, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate it, it man. You be safe, man. All right, love. Happy holidays, right. champ. Happy holidays, G. Thanks again to Fabulous, and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back again on Tuesday, where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.